Uh, so, uh, if you are uh, here uh, in our live audience, you are listening to this podcast uh, recording as well. Um, I am unbelievably excited about our guest today because of all of our guests that we've had, of all the people I've gotten to interview, Shivanya, I know probably the least about you uh, and your story and things. So, uh, I'm very excited because I feel like I'm not just asking questions uh, the things that I think would be interesting for our live audience and our uh, listener to hear. I'm asking questions just simply out of curiosity of getting to know you more as well. Uh, so to our live audience, to our listeners, Shivanya's uh, new were to our church, new were to our class for sure. We met at our fall festival a while back and she came to class and then she said, you know, I'll be happy to be on the podcast. And I was so excited because the minute I met you, Shivanya, at Fall Festival <laughs> and immediately started talking to you, I thought, oh, I really want to interview her uh, at some point. <laughs> and uh, uh, waited to ask, obviously, uh, but when you offered, we immediately put you on. So that was just last week uh, that you and I chatted about that as well. So let me ask you this first. <clears throat> why, why did you even offer to be on the podcast. Now, Shivanya, you're about to find out. I typically ask questions outside of the ones that I actually sent you as well. <laughs> but why even why why offer this? Why getting why why get engaged in this way? Why be on a podcast? What what's why? Um, it's not so much of a podcast. It's just being at church, and um, I just love doing anything for the Lord. Uh, that has always been my thing, probably all my life. Um, just growing up from being in the choir. Um, when I first came to Woodmont, just jumping in, just wherever I love to serve. So <laughs> awesome. Okay, so with that, <clears throat> give us give us who is Shivanya Washington. So what I want is you to look back uh, at your story <laughs> up until this point, mm -hmm. and just give us some inflection points that come to mind, some highs, some lows, whatever you'd like to share, so we and our live audience as well as our listener can just understand more about Shivanya's story. Yeah, so um, I would say I am a person that likes solutions, so kind of mm. a problem solver. Um, I always figure my way out of situations <laughs> or how to work through them. That's awesome. Um, and I figured out really, really young, um, and I'm really thankful for it. And I thought about a lot this week that how God came into my heart um, when I was about 13. So that was my first low, I think, ever in life for my, my awakening to reality. Um, we relocated from Los Angeles to Columbia, and that was a really hard transition. Um, and at that time, you know, mental health, mental health in children was not looked at. I had a very old school kind of mm -hmm. bringing up, and it's kind of like kids don't know anything. You know, you just... You know, people think that you don't have emotions or that you'll just bounce back from anything, you know. So you, sorry, you were how old when you came from Los Angeles to Columbia? I was, I was 12, turning 13. So I was going into the seventh grade. In Columbia? Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Yes, from Los Angeles. Yeah, so those are, that's, that's, a, that's a it's two extremes. A, it's a big, a big change. Um, and even to this day, I'll run across people and they go, oh, what's the big deal? It's like, it's a big deal. <laughs> um, you go from kind of this life that was just very diverse, very open, um, just, I don't know, it was just a lot of freedom. And my parents had created just this very loving community for us. And um, so it was just all happy times, good times. 
Um, and I know a lot of people say, were you a kid? And I'm like, yeah, I was a kid, but you still know when bad things happen yeah. or something mm-hmm. changes. But um, when we moved to Tennessee, all that was gone. You know, we didn't have that environment anymore. So it was just the four of us. It was just my parents and me and my brother. And that was that was kind of hard. Um, and then the socialization was very different. I had uh, been in private school most of my life. So at that point, we went to pr- uh, public school. So that was a big change, too, because I had no idea how to thrive in that. It was just like so much. Um, I was used to being with just maybe like 30 students. And then we kind of went to each grade together. So my friends, we were all really close. We were like family. And to this day, in our 40s, we are still friends, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> we all met in the third grade. But we all still talk on social media like, you know, like it's nothing because we were kind of like family. Um, so that at that time, you know, just kind of being alone and not knowing how to figure that out. Um, because I had been in church all my life, I had always heard people say, just go to the Lord when you have a problem. And a thing in um, black culture is they talk in code. They don't always explain <laughs> things to you, but they say phrases and different things. And you have to try to decipher what that means. It's concepts. So, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's almost it's, memes. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, they just say things and you just take it to the Lord. And, don't worry. and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, does he answer you? Like, how did you hear him? How did he so call that, you? That's like, tough. So just that's tough for a problem solver. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's a that's a lot about what you should do, but how, why, there's there's right. a whole nother level of questions from yeah. your personality that you probably had in that. Yeah, I was that kid. I was the white kid. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> but why? And how did what so um so for me I but it opened up my curiosity. I wanted to know who was God, who was mm. Jesus, why are we going to him and how does he fix it? Yeah. You know, like how does that work? Um and I needed him to be real to me so um so that started my journey and i was just a really strange teenager i was going to church with my friends i would find friends that would go to church and i would want to catch a ride with them because um when we moved to tennessee it was not a like i said it was not the best thing like we came for my dad's job he was okay but it wasn't a good transition for my mom me and my brother at the time so it kind of broke kind of cracked our little close-knit family and so my mom left for a while to go back and get her job in California because she was having trouble finding a job here so in that time when she was gone I felt you know it was just that was another new thing because my mom was pretty much a nurturer and so we were always with her even though both my parents were married um so anyway she left for a while and so that started my quest to finding God because I needed him to fix this problem because I wasn't happy and I was like just feeling all these different things and I had always been taught that's where you go mm-hmm. when you have a problem so I was like oh I got my first problem so I'm gonna take it to Jesus <laughs> so I mean and that's really what it was and from that I would catch rides with friends to church and so my friends thought I was weird their parents loved me but they thought that was strange that I always wanted to go to church with them but I was just trying to learn I was trying to learn about God and I was Um, And I went to different churches. And that was another thing that I loved about my mom is um, she was always like, you figure out what's right for you. You know, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to force you into anything. I want you to see what you like. And but I think I know where you're going to end up, you know, so it was was that kind of thing. But she allowed me to do that, which I'm grateful for, because that allowed me to um, just see different things and just see what really worked for my personality. Um, I did land on the church of Christ because I liked how they explained things and how it was, you know, 
from the Bible and they could give you just that straightforward kind of thing. And I love that it was black and white. There was no confusion and the topic flowed, you know, like if they gave a topic, the lesson flowed with the topic where I found that a lot of churches, they would give a topic, but then it would go off script. And I'm like, so what did I just learn? <laughs> you know, so, um, so that's, that's kind of how we're that. Shivanya, that's awesome. So, isn't it? So, the typically an individual, especially an adolescent, a child who has a personality of problem solving and loves to ask questions, the church is not not typically stereotypically not a great place for for individuals who have a lot of questions and want to know how and want to know how things work and and those kind of things as well. It is fascinating to me that you landed on a church of Christ uh, with with that as well. And um, so I'd love to know what did you figure out as it relates to questions of just go to God, just go to Jesus. How did your how did your faith, your go to how did that become real to you coming at it from a place of wanting to know how it works? Um, and, I, and again, I know I didn't prep you with that, that very deep okay. question, but that's what's most I'm, interesting. Hey, I'm a deep person. I'm an introvert, so I like deep conversations. <laughs> I love it. Um, but for me, um, what became real was that in my quest, so I got to about 18 and I got baptized and I was in a part of a church. And it went left really quick. I was going with a friend, and then there was a guy and a mm-hmm. you know, teenage mm-hmm. girl. So, Are you listening, uh, my daughter Elizabeth? Um, <laughs> Not till you're 40. Not till you're 40, Elizabeth. <laughs> sometimes people, you know, get jealous. And sometimes people in church don't do what you think they should do. Um, <laughs> and so... Here I am, I'm once again, just have been in Tennessee probably a couple of years, no family, no friends, other than this person that I'm with. So I'm always like the new girl or just this transplant that's in this environment. And I expect it, which most people expect and why we have church hurt is that we expect to be embraced in that as a, for me, I look back on it and I'm like, as a teenager, you would expect people like adults to give you guidance, to bring you in and explain things to you, but that did not happen. Um, I didn't realize how I was seen. Sometimes people see you as competition, even though they're older. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. Those are just real things that um, are out there. And um, there are real people in church that have issues and problems. So for me, I was so into learning and on my quest with God that I began to pray. So there were practical things I was being taught in Sunday school. And um, I remember this teacher and I wish I remembered his name, but I remember him saying, once you get baptized, it seems like you're going one way and the world is going the opposite way. Everything comes at you. And so one minute, everything is good and then it can all be bad, but don't give up on God. And so he was giving us the tools to keep going. And so in that moment, when things started kind of going left and the tensions and the different things that were happening, I started praying for discernment because that was something I had learned. And so I was like, okay, I want to see if I can tap into this discernment that God's going to show me. And he did. He helped me navigate. And um, faith is crazy to people if you've never had those moments, but God is real. Yeah. Um, And when you pray for discernment, uh, being a young woman at that time and not knowing how to deal with those things that were coming at me, I would pray about it. And it seemed like God would just give me the answer. I would just move the right way or I would say the right thing or not be in a space that, you know, could have went potentially wrong. And I credit all that to God. So that was my first 
real guy moment. Uh, here's my next. Here's my next question. Yeah, you got. We got people snapping in the room right now. Uh, and I'm sure uh, if you're listening to this coming down the road as you're driving, don't don't be snapping. But even though you love what Shabanya's saying as well, I I want to know do do your fr- do people love being around you because because of your ability to problem solve. And I ask that question because oftentimes if you're a person who really leans heavy into discernment, plays for discernment, you can also, people can start leaning on you to, to work on things, to solve things, you know, in your family, with your social environment, whatever. I, and I, I, all, I don't know, I, I seriously don't know any of your friends. I know none of your families or anything, but just hearing you talk makes me think, I wonder if there's ever a weight on you to to solve things for people. Um, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I I just have come to that. Um, I'm I'm really learning to where to give energy and when to pull back. Yeah. But um, not only my family, uh, my mom heavy relied on me heavily. Um, she just her my grandfather, you know, he would just light up and he was just you're gonna always be okay. And it's like. This was your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather, my mom's dad, um, before he passed. And he was just always so excited for me. And he's just like, you're going to go far in life. I just know you're going to be okay. And, um, you know, when they would talk about how the kids were going to turn out, you know, like funny stuff like that. And they were just like, I know she's going to be fine. You know, And and it all came true. Here you are on my podcast. (laughs) She's going to figure it out. (laughs) And um, and at that time, I was like, I don't know how, but okay. And so, and and my mom, when she got sick and she would say, you're my rock. And she would Mm. tell people that. And that was just so sweet. And even my dad, you know, now, like he's heavily dependent on me. Like as soon as they got sick, it was just they didn't even question they just turned to me mm-hmm. and um even my brother even though we have some tensions now he still looks for me to to guide you he's know. older younger he's older okay. how much older <laughs> two years okay. not that much older yeah. but um you know everyone he's yeah he's younger and mature he's my older, older little brother <laughs> as they say um, and he doesn't like that very much because he's a very dominant, very strong personality. He'll but get over it. Yeah. And um, I mean, even, you know, my cousins and they would call me and they're just like, I just can't believe how you're carrying this. And I can't believe how you're just you keep going and keep going. I'm like, I got God. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I learned I learned where my source is a long time ago. So. All right. So I'm going to dig into that just a little bit more mm-hmm. and then I'll pivot from it because okay. that's that's very unique to the conversation with you that I haven't seen in some of the other guests that we've had as well. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how do you balance? How do you balance that? Because I think there's probably people in our live audience. I think there's people listening as well who are who do wake up in the morning and feel like people are leaning on them for discernment, for choices, all those kind of things, whether it be their kids, whether it be their parents that they're caring for, whoever it is. How, how, do, how do you balance lots of people looking to you when in one aspect we find value in that, right? We find value in being needed at times, so we enjoy that. But then at the same time, when does Shivanya get to lean on people as well? How do you... How do you balance that? Uh, Or do you balance that? Or do you even give that thought or not? Um, I think balance is new for me. Mm. Um, You know, when it's your personality, you don't think about it that much. And it's not hard. 
Um, I think that's the thing. Like we all are born with special gifts and abilities that we do. So it, when something is just you, it's not hard and you don't think about it very much. So when my parents got sick, I didn't think about it that much, but now it has been almost four years. And so it's starting to get really heavy and um, I have to balance my energy because there are still people that will come to me for stuff. And I'm like, I am in the middle of like one of the hardest things ever and I'm really stretched to my capacity. But um, so I'm learning now where to give my energy and where to pull back. Do you get those phone calls sometimes where the person shows up and you're like, I, I don't know if I've yes, got it in me right yes. now. I know exactly. I don't know what exactly they're going to need, <laughs> but I know this is a needy call right now. Right. right. I, I, I had that happen and I had to just say, I'm not going to respond to this. Yeah. You know, the person wanted to come and stay with me and I'm like, okay, I'm in the process of like <laughs> just reshifting my life you right. know this has been a very challenging year the past couple of years have been challenging but i'm finally getting back to a space where i have carved out a little bit of peace for me mm-hmm. so i was like i really can't take this on. i can't take on anyone else's problem right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you know and so getting people to understand that sometimes it's hard um they feel like you're being mean or yeah or something but we have you only can do what you can do and i'm like if i fall apart then the one person that does need me i won't be available for them and then i need me because now i have some big losses right. you know in my life so gotta put the oxygen mask on yourself yeah. first right yeah. there's a reason they say that to learn how. Airplane every <laughs> single time mm-hmm. um all right just out of curiosity in our live audience how many of y'all have felt like you wake up and you're like i'm beyond capacity giving to people i just need a break a, mm-hmm. a bit you've ever felt that way before mm-hmm. all right that's good that's really rich all right let me let me pivot uh just a little bit and ask you so you've obviously got some pretty amazing talents and gifts that you've learned over time to lean into problem solving discernment you know some of these things are are not giftedness that we all have necessarily so with all of that what do you do now what (laughs) where do you work what hobbies do you have what creative spaces do you potentially play in what what do you like to do right so let's move all uh, when, when you're not solving everybody's issues right <laughs> when you're not in everybody else's tension uh, mm-hmm. and stuff what do you do where do you work where do you what kind of places do you go okay well right now because I'm a caretaker I, can, I don't get to do anything fun but the one exciting thing is that I've decided to be an entrepreneur um, I made a decision I was not where I wanted to be in my career Um, And at that time, that was at the time that my mom was sick and passing away, I decided that, you know, I had to make a choice. Um, I could keep waiting for someone to see my potential or I could just do it. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like we can do something and sometimes you just have to step out and do it. So. So let me just repeat that one more time Uh for our listeners. I love a good, a good (laughs) one liner. I could wait for somebody to see my potential or I could just do it knowing full well what I'm capable of. Right. That's strong. Yeah, sometimes we just have to, um, and it was so funny because I was literally laying in the bed talking to God like I always do pray, and I'm just going, okay, what is this? Why is this happening? You know, I'm not happy about this. And it was like, well, if you're that, then do it. <laughs> it was like that voice came. It's like, okay, if you have all these things that you can tell me all the things you can do, then yeah. do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. So um, I became, um, so now I have my own insurance company. I started, um, I did, I kind of fell into that. I always wanted to have my own business. Didn't know it was going to be insurance because I have a strong healthcare background. So from 16 to uh, probably 38, I did nursing. 
but on and off um, and customer service. Those are my two biggest skill areas. But um, I always knew I wanted to have my own business, just didn't know where I wanted to go with it. Um, because I love to take care of people, I thought maybe population health is where you connect people to healthcare resources. Um, and at some point, I do want to help seniors just from the experiences I've had with my parents and the challenges. Um, it's really important for them to have advocates um, because if they don't, um, there's a lot of systems that can take uh, advantage of their their state. So, um, but I do health insurance or not health insurance anymore. I am doing uh, property and casualty insurance. So okay. small businesses um, and some auto, some homeowner policies. Hopefully I'll get back into health. I had started with that. So that's exciting. It's fun. It gives me flexibility. It allows me to kind of do things the way I would like to do them so I can be strategic, plan out my day, my process. And, you know, and it still allows me the the time to take care of my father's because it's mine so I don't have to answer to anyone I love that I love how that. long ago was it that you decided to do that when that um, it was actually last year was my first year dabbling in sales I always stayed away from that I was always big on stability you know I need to know my check was coming on Friday mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to hunt mm -hmm. for it so to speak um, but when I left my corporate job it was in December of the year that my mom passed and I just needed a break um, from just all the politics that come with corporate America all the rules and I was just like you know I can't do this anymore mm -hmm. so um, I was I was taking some time to have a mental health break, but um, just because you know caretaking and some things going on with my my parents' finances or my dad, I had to go back to work, and I ended up landing a job that was a sales position. Fell in love with it, met all my goals, um, everything was going good, but the environment was just not the right environment for me, and so. Um, uh, through networking, because that's what you do when you're kind of the entrepreneur, you network, go to these different groups, met another person, started with them, got some additional licenses. That situation didn't work out just because my dad's needs became more. And so I took some time away and I decided I could just do this on my own mm -hmm. because it is a, a job that you can do on your own. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be under someone. I think it's great to learn and get the experience, but... Um, I, I felt like I had enough information. Yeah. So. so one of the scariest things, and there's research and literature that says this, one of the scariest things in the world is for an adult with responsibilities, so no one's taking care of you, an adult with responsibilities, make a decision to move away from uh, what this piece of literature I'm referring to calls an allowance job where you know that check is coming in, right? You're gonna have highs and lows within that job. You may wanna advance or not advance, but you've got an allowance, right? Unless you get fired, that allowance is gonna come every single time. To jump out of an allowance job into a job where, all right, I got enough money for the next number of months. And if I don't pick up new business until that happens, then I've all, then it's gonna run out at that month period, right? Mm -hmm. So what have been some of the uh, fun things about that what have been some of the challenges with that of taking that kind of a, of a risk to jump out of an allowance job and into this entrepreneurial space um, the fun part is the people I get to meet yeah. I get to network and go to some amazing uh, sit-ins one-on-ones women groups and just meet all these dynamic leaders in Nashville and um, just get in to have time with them 
and be in their space. So that's the fun part because that's not something I would have been able to do in a regular job. Um, the hard part is not knowing, you know, like what your month is going to look like. Now, there is a way to um, secure that. There are things you can do, but it, it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm not afraid of work. So that doesn't bother me. But um, you just have to, you have to be very disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you still have to work. I mean, the fun part is it's all on you. The hard part is it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be, um, you just have to be a responsible person and you have yeah. to, you still have to apply the same work ethic. You know, you need to set some hours, you need to get things done. And then it's kind of almost like being a doctor. You decide how much you want to make mm -hmm. and then what do you need to do to make that? And so that's what you're working toward mm -hmm. every month. And so, yeah, you, you are so much more responsible for balance mm -hmm. in so many ways. In right. that, you, you, you don't submit for PTO. You can, Take it whenever you want, but also if you're not working, you're not making money. You're not making money either. <laughs> so long as you know that, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a very creative entrepreneurial, you know, mindsets. Entrepreneurship is a is a creative space for sure. What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about others? What have you learned about God by jumping out into that into that territory into that sandbox? Um. What I learned about myself, or I don't know, I guess I learned that I could do it. I think for a long time, like I said, I was kind of scared of that kind of unstable. I favored, favored stability or the allowance job or just knowing <laughs> what's next. I feel like I'm more open to trying new things. I don't know if just getting older and just having things fail and then coming out of it that it's not as scary anymore that you so that's know. so funny because that's not typical most <laughs> right. people as they get older try less new things right right yeah and I you're was, saying as you get older i'm open to new you've things. done it so many you've done it maybe a lot more so you are more open to new things right that's cool yeah and i'm not afraid to fail i think that's the thing that um i I'm learning or I've learned about myself. Yeah. Um, what was the other question? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No, that's perfect. That's <laughs> what you learned right. about yourself. Have you learned more about others? Have you learned more about God through kind of playing in that space as well? Um, God is a constant. That's mm. the one thing that I will say. He is the same um, today and every day. Oh, and come so on. Come um, on, those words are just so true. I mean, God is always there. I can always pray. He's always going to help me, <laughs> you know, so I always know where I can fall back on, you know, I always yeah. know I got God and I'm always like, okay, am I being crazy? Am I doing the wrong thing? You know, show me, help me or, and he's always going to do what God does. God mm -hmm. is a good God. So mm -hmm. if it is the right thing, it's going to work out. If it is not, he's going to redirect. And, um, and I can always count on that. So yeah. I can say that, you know, God character doesn't change. Um, far as other people, I do see that people will, um, you know, in life, either you're a player or you get played. Mm. So you have to, um, there she go. <laughs> uh, I learned that this week. <laughs> so I was like, even though, you know, I have a lot going on, even though you can tell people that sometimes telling them that is, that's uh, ammunition for them. So. Um, I'm just learning that, you know, I have to stay on my toes yeah. and um, that people are going to be people mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I just have to, you know, I can control me and mm -hmm. what I need to do. So, yep. yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, questions. By the way, you can go back to some of those churches in the past now and tell them when, when, when they say <laughs> go to God, you can kind of raise your hand and be like, I'll tell you how. I'll, I'll give, you, I'll give you the solution the to that if you want me to. <laughs> Don't be played. <laughs> <laughs> questions from the from our live audience any questions 
I'm struck by your maturity mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, confidence. And I would like to know if you've always been mature and confident. Yeah. I was always told that um, I had an old soul. <laughs> as yeah. a little girl, that's what um, people would say. You have an old soul. But as um, far as maturity, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> no. I love that. Um, this has come through just understanding and, and seeking God. I love to read. And so I'm always trying to figure out the problem, you know, solve the problem and other perspectives and ideas. So sometimes when things don't sit with me, I have to search and search until I find something that does. Um, and there are people that have, God have put some amazing people in my life to give me that. Um, the confidence as well. One of my really good friends and spiritual mentors, she passed in January, but she was 27 years older than me. And she came alongside me at 26 and walked with me up until two weeks before her passing. And I didn't even know she was sick. Um, she really helped me with the maturity and the confidence because she was the first person that I really opened up to. Um, after my first bad church experience, I had two more. <laughs> so, <laughs> but she was there at the second one and that was, um, a failed engagement and just the drama that ensued with that. And so she was kind of that, my person. Um, that hurt me and kind of walked with me throughout the years, um, different things on my jobs, you know, so it's just different things that I've been through that's kind of shaped and I've just come to peace with, you know, life is what it is. <laughs> I just, you know, and then now losing my parents, it's just, that's probably where yeah. that comes from. That's mm-hmm. good. Thank you for that. Yeah. To our listener, uh, comment in the live audience in regards to just the importance of things not being easy sometimes for us and that really shaping us and trying it's hard in the moment but trying to be thankful for those things along the way uh, for sure I think it too is is seeking understanding because you know we all know that story the what is it the coffee the the beings in the water changing Mm -hmm. and I think it's when you the person that's going through that if you try to understand that situation because a lot of people don't they stop at the pain or they stop at the bad thing and they live in that for Mm -hmm. but that wasn't okay for me I didn't want to be angry or walking around you know with all that because it just to me it slows you down like Mm -hmm. you miss out on so many things and I had a a period in my life where I was like that so I knew like I don't want to be in that that mind space so all right, Shivanya, what's, what's next in your story, in the story of Shivanya Washington? And then integrate into that, how can our class be praying for you in, okay. in all of that? What's to come? You know, I'm just, um, just taking it day by day. <laughs> um, what's next for me is just this journey of entrepreneurship with my job. Um, I am still very much taking care of my father. So um, just prayers for that and just for my mental health. And um, caretaking is one of the hardest things (laughs) you can do. It stretches you in so many ways, um, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So just prayers for that, just for both of us. um, As he's transitioning, that he eases into that. He has vascular dementia. So um, with that, it's a different form of, Alzheimer's it's not like uh, where he gets he forgets everything unfortunately he will be aware as mm-hmm. his mental states decline he's very much aware of it um, but he does have a lot of confusion mm-hmm. so some conversations are hard and you know it's yeah. just a lot of things going on there so just Chris for absolutely that. <laughs> and 
one thing I want to point out, I love how you speak about being a caretaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, it's especially when it's a, uh, a family member or something like that, a lot of times I think we can look at that as kind of a side thing that I'll, I'll, I've got to do all this stuff and I've also got to figure out what's going on with my family. But the way you talk about it, you're saying, this is, I am a caretaker. Mm-hmm. That is what I do. And I think that's a really, that's that's a whole different mindset to approach those things. Uh, and I know a lot of folks, my wife and I's age right now, who are starting to get in that, that space. And it's a very difficult space to go. So just almost owning it, right? Mm-hmm. Owning the fact that I am a caretaker, that in and of itself, I think is powerful. All right, one, one, one last thing from our audience. Wrong, but I don't think she used that word. <laughs> and I think there is a big difference between that because that what comes from her presence is that she's she's giving it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think that the word that she used was caregiver. Well, well, we oh, if only we had this recorded so we <laughs> could go back <laughs> to our to our listener. Uh, there's been a red flag thrown that uh, the that Shivani used the term a yes. Word that would Mm-hmm. That's what she seems yeah. to be. And mm-hmm. you can just see it, how she gives that care. Yeah, she did it for her mother. Mom yeah. and her dad. Mm-hmm. It's a better word for what mm-hmm. you see from her. So to our listener, um, I use the term caretaker, but our audience is really discovering caregiver is is really the appropriate word for the kind of the spirit that Shivanya's coming coming across with right now. Uh, any other thoughts, comments, questions from our audience before we pray for Shivanya? Let's pray. Well, God, thank you so much uh, for the things that we get to learn when we just talk and we have conversation and and we ask questions and we enter into a space out of inquiry and curiosity. Lord, thank you so much for Shivanya. I can only imagine the different spaces that you are bringing her into with intentionality because of her discernment, because of her personality of wanting to solve things as well. Uh, Our prayer for her uh, as she goes into kind of closing out 2023 and into the new year of 2024 uh, is that you do afford her the margin to take a step back and look at that balance with everything she's doing uh, with her entrepreneurial spirit, uh, with her caregiving, uh, with her father right now as well, and all the people who just want to be around her because she she can solve things for them. I uh, pray you surround her with uh, just lots of incredible people that lift her up, uh, lots of Barnabas types and individuals and roles in her life as well. Thank you so much for her taking the time to be with us and all that we've discovered about us, about others, and about God through that as well. We pray all these things because of Jesus. Amen.